Well, good morning. Something to do here as we get started here. <laughs> body, body can't be too safe. <laughs> good job. Thank you for the songs. Willie Samuel, thank you. You've done a good job uh, picking those out. And thank you for the prayer. Uh, as we begin, mention here and we got a letter from our county commissioners the other day and it was requesting that uh, we remember our county and to remember our county for job opportunities and they request that we remember at every service in December that we remember them. And as you listen to Bobby's prayer, you notice that he mentioned those. So let's not only remember in our services, but let's remember our county and those things in our private prayers also. And we appreciate the Rains family being here. Thank you so much for, for visiting with us, being with us. You're going to get a lesson this morning. It's really designed for the end of the year. And so I'm going to start out uh, telling you that. And as we start this, you know, I think it was George Washington Carver, and you've heard me quote George Washington Carver before. George Washington Carver said, Where there is no vision, there is no hope. And that's what we're going to talk about, because, you know, always at the beginning of the year or at the end of the year, we reflect back. But this year is kind of unique, and my lesson is on vision. Because what year is it here in just about a couple of weeks? 2020. And so the lesson is I'm going to attempt so that we may have 2020 vision for the year 2020. And so as we begin our lesson this morning, Let's begin with prayer. Would you bow with me, please? <clears throat> our Father in heaven, we are so grateful and thankful for our opportunity to be here to worship you, to study your word. Father, we're also so excited and so thankful for the promise of the future that you have given us. And Father, we pray that the vision that we have for 2020 will be the same vision that you have for 2020 for us. Help us, Father, to do your will, to see your will, and to put it into practice. We pray, Father, that Jesus may be seen in us. And we pray, Father, that your will be done in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we quoted George Washington Carver as we started, but you know, George may have got his, his quote that he came up with. He may actually have, have read something similar to that in the Bible. In Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18, it, it actually says, and, and quoting an older translation, where there is no vision, the people perish. 
And if you read in the, the New King James, it says, Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraints. Either way you look at it, that's kind of the way it is. You know, if we don't have a vision of what we want to be, where we want to go, how we're going to get there, we may wind up wandering aimlessly. So we look and, and try to form a vision. And, and this came to light, I guess, this week. And <clears throat> I went to the eye doctor. And uh, with the eye doctor, you know, you have to... There's a lot of things goes on sometimes. You know, you have to... Everything from getting eyes dilated to... Does this look clear? Is this fuzzier? Try this one. Now let's try the other. Read that chart. How far can you read on that chart? And I'll just be honest with you. I wore a pair of glasses. This is not these. These are another pair. I started to bring my other pair. They were in pitiful shape. I'm hard on glasses. They were scratched up, skinned up, and everything, you know. And like now, not wearing these glasses, some of you look much better than uh, you did with them on. But things look kind of fuzzy. Alright? But when I put them on, they're kind of clear. And that's the thing about with, with vision. And I'd ask you this morning, what, what kind of vision do you have for yourself in 2020? What kind of vision do you have for the church in 2020? Because, you know, they're, they're going to be tied together. They're going to be tied together. And there are certain things when we look at this that, you know, man, your vision. <clears throat> for example, you know, you take distorted vision. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, that means where things are not in focus. Things are just not quite right. You know, and for example, do you remember the passage in, in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 3 that, that talks about the person who has the speck in his own eye? And, and you go to remove it, but yet it, it, it describes you as having a plank in your eye. You, the moat and the beam, you know. You've, you've got this big old board in your eye, but yet you want to remember the speck in someone else's to try to get it out. Can you imagine a doctor trying to do surgery? And he says, oh, <laughs> and I know you won't do this. He'll say, you know, oh, I've, I've done this surgery so many times I can do it blindfolded. Now, how many of you would actually let a doctor do that? You wouldn't. Distorted vision. And I found out with my glasses, they were so skinned up and scarred up, my vision was distorted. I really didn't know how bad it was till I switched pairs of glasses and I go, oh, it's not foggy today. It's just my glasses. And also as we look at that, you know, in Matthew 18, 
and, and verse 9, it talks about the eye that if it causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better to enter in with one eye than with both eyes intact to be cast into hell fire. So, you know, some I, you know, I've got two, you know, my eyes, they don't work the same. And if you've ever, if you've ever had eye tests or worked with other things, you know, you can cover them. They don't see the same. And if you notice, a lot of times, the way your eyes work make things work 3D. Because you can cover one up, one up, everything looks flat. And I, and I do have, I had a photographer one time. He come and he positioned me and he looked and he focused his camera and, and it was beginning to make me think I'd broke it. But he says, have you got an eye messed up? An evil eye. So I think I may have told him, yeah, I do. It's an evil eye and I'm going to put a hex on you if you don't take the picture or something. But... Sometimes our eyes will distort. One may be foggy, and all sorts of things happen to your eyes. Everything from cataracts that may do it, and we have to adjust for that. Like the eye that, you know, if something in our lives, if our vision is not clear of, of the direction we should be going, what's going to happen? We're going to stumble and fall. We're going to run into the door facing. Any of you ever get up in the middle of the night, maybe to go get a drink of water, and you don't turn the light on, and you stub your toe? Because your vision is distorted from some means or of something. And so we need to do whatever we need to do to, to clear up that vision. So is there something in our lives right now that's going to hinder and distort our vision for 2020? Is there anything going to mess it up that we need to make corrections for? Let me tell you something else I found out. I went to one eye test, and we'd done that, and the doctor said, something's not right here. And she kind of caught it that my prescription, my vision, had changed. We see something had happened because last year, doctor and I decided we were going to change medicines for my blood sugar. And you know what? Some medicines do not work. If you haven't figured that out now. This medicine did not work. My blood glucose is up here. Do you know what happens to your eyesight when your blood glucose gets too high? It's blurry. Something inside of me had messed up my vision. So we waited a couple of months. I went back. My vision had cleared up. It wasn't distorted. Because I had went back on a medicine that worked. And what I'm trying to say is this. Maybe inside of us, spiritually, there may be something that's not quite right that distorts our vision.
some kind of sin that may cause us to see something the way it doesn't need to be seen. It may not be clear. So maybe on the inside, we need to get things right spiritually. The other thing, you know, with, with eyesight, and, and some people face this, you know, blind. You know, some people are blind. And what Matthew 15 and, and verse 14, you know, it talks about how the blind leads the blind. What's going to happen? Now well, they both fall into the ditch. And the blind, you can look at this, that the blind can't see anything at all. And if we are looking for God's truth, if we are looking for a direction, and we are spiritually blind, we're not going to get to where we're going. We're not going to get there because we need to be able to see spiritually our direction. We can't be blind to the fact of God's Word. And then there's the other, other categories that we look at. You know, folks may be nearsighted. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that if I'm nearsighted, I can see things close to me. But things back off in the distance are fuzzy, not clear, can't hardly make them out. You know, and spiritually, some of us are like that. As long as we keep God's Word, the truth, close to us, we can see it. We can be fine. But as God's truth gets farther and farther away from us, it becomes a little bit more blurred. And as it goes farther away from us, more blurred to where it may not even be distinguishable for us. So are we spiritually nearsighted in our vision? Is our vision something that, that we see that is, 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 we just practice right here, right close by, but those things we need to do that may require us to be outside of this, this building, outside of our circle of friends, maybe our vision needs to be cleared up where we not only can see near, but see far. God's truth, the farther it gets away from us, the blurrier it will be. And then there may be those of us who are farsighted. And you know what farsighted means. That means you can distinguish things far away. You can see them. But things up close, can't see. You know, we all reach an age, and those of you may not be there, but we're all going to have to do something with our vision. 
there come, we come to an age, and it's usually somewhere in that range between 40 and 50, and we jokingly say our arms get too short because we might be able to read something far off, but it gets too close, we can't see it. <clears throat> Farsighted may be those people who, who can see things afar off. We, we see the need for the mission field in Africa. We see the need for that mission field in Romania, in Mexico, the Latin American countries, the other places, China, and the world, and, and, and how much is going. And we see that need, and we need to support those missions, and we do. But yet, we don't cross the road to feed our neighbor. We're far-sighted. You see, vision, vision has got to be a balanced thing. Kind of seems appropriate when you say 2020, doesn't it? Isn't that a balance? Our vision spiritually has not only got to be one that we see things afar off to touch base with and do, but also those things that are nearby. Within our home. Within our family. And yes, within our congregation. Perfect vision. There may need to be adjustments to be done. You know, I'm careful walking around as long as I take these things off. And I'm uncomfortable when I'm off walking around without them. Because I know that harm may come to me. I may not be able to distinguish exactly the edge right there. Or I might not be able to find what I need to find to keep from walking over it. In my spiritual life, that can happen too. But what I need to do is maybe do what I need to do to balance my vision so I can see those things. Matthew 6 and verse 22. If the eye is good, the whole body is full of light. Our vision for what we want out of 2020, if our vision is good, then our whole life can be filled with light, with good for this coming year. What is it that you require and need out of that? Maybe we can be like Simeon in Luke chapter 2. And, and Simeon, when Simeon, in verse 30, when, when they brought Jesus into the temple, after the, the time of purification, when they brought him into the temple, there was this old man who would be promised that he would see the Messiah. And, and when Jesus was that baby, placed in his hands the, 
the words out of Simeon's mouth is, I have seen the Lord's salvation. My eyes have seen the Lord's salvation. And in us, with our vision being clear, being what it should be, adjusted the way we need to adjust it, our vision can be like that, that we can see our Lord's salvation. I like the song that Willie sang that and the words, there's one phrase in there that we may see, and when he's singing to Jesus, we may see him face to face. <clears throat> in Second Corinthians chapter five and verse seven. For we live by faith and not by sight. Perfect vision for this coming year is going to require faith. Faith is like a good pair of glasses or a good pair of contacts if you wear contacts. Faith is like a good pair of glasses. It's going to give me a vision of my surroundings, of things that I need to do, of places I need to go. Spiritually, it's going to tell me the same thing by using faith. I'm going to see who I need to help, how I need to adjust my path so that I don't stumble. It's going to show me a direction to go to follow my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So as we close this morning, <clears throat> what is your vision for 2020? Boy, it's be nice to have perfect vision, 2020 vision for the year 2020. So what is your vision? for yourself spiritually? And what is your vision for the church? My prayer is that your vision for the church is the same as the vision that our Lord and Savior had for the church. Recently a man, <coughs> man asked me that was studying with and he said, I, I really want to know what God's purpose is for me. And I told him very simply, God's purpose is, number one, for you to be obedient to His Word, to become a Christian, to do what His Word says. Number two, God's purpose for you is to go out and make more disciples. That's our vision. Our vision is to improve ourselves to the point that we can teach others, help others. Our vision is to make sure that we get them into the fold of the church to make disciples and then teach them to go make more disciples. That's our vision for 2020. This morning, if you need to be obedient 
to the gospel. If you need to confess Jesus Christ before others, we can take care of that. If you need to repent of sins, take care of that. If you need to be buried with Him in the waters of baptism to wash away your sins, let's do that. Let's start this year that's coming up in a way that we need to. If we have wandered away and need to be restored, let's take care of that too. Come forward and we will pray for you to meet those needs. Whatever it requires for your vision for this upcoming year to be cleared up, please make that move while we stand and while we sing.